Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The leader of Russia, feeling the approach of his end, is trying to force the democratic world to surrender with a terrorist rush, to retreat, to lose. This can only be the desire of an insane person. More than a hundred missile strikes in less than two days against civilians, against civilian infrastructure, sham referenda, a criminal attempt at annexation. He's also sitting on a stockpile of more than 2,000 tactical nuclear weapons. It's not only part of their doctrine, so-called escalate to de-escalate doctrine, that they, you know, don't rule out the use of these tactically, but they put them on every weapon system, including mines, including artillery pieces. So that first was a, a translator of President Zelensky yesterday talking about the last act of a madman, what, what is going on with Putin. And he obviously has, I mean, he, he, he personally could die at any moment from these attacks. And he's in a slightly different, it's not academic for him and the people around him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and their belief is that like Putin's, Putin's a cornered beast. He's a little crazy, and who knows what he's capable of doing. I understand why they think that. And then that was Congressman Mike Gallagher, who's on all the committees that know this sort of thing, about how Russians are putting tactical nukes on everything. Uh, or have put tactical nukes on everything, so they have lots of different ways to uh, use one of those weapons. And then uh, one more real quick before I have more, a little more information. This is a statement from the G7, which is currently meeting yesterday on Putin. 
After meeting virtually with Ukraine's president today, President Biden and the other G7 leaders issued a lengthy statement filled with warnings for Vladimir Putin. They said any use of chemical, biological or nuclear weapons by Russia would be met with severe consequences. Okay, so that talk continues to try to make Putin realize that if he uses uh, chemical weapons, nuke or whatever, there's going to be severe consequences, which nobody's exactly sure what that means. Um, as we've said uh, multiple times, David Petraeus said over the weekend that that would mean we would destroy every visible Russian target that we can identify, and I would imagine we can identify a lot with our amazing technology and sink their entire navy. That would be now some, that's a threat. Now that's a threat. So the New Yorker has a pretty good piece today on the whole nuclear Armageddon thing, which we're going to hear from Joe Biden in his interview on CNN last night, a little about those uh, comments. Um, pretty good stuff on here. The making the point in the early paragraphs that tactical nuke is a euphemism. There is no established definition of what that means. So when you hear people throwing that around, they, they might have a different view of, they might mean something different than what you're hearing, depending on what you've learned about tactical nukes over the years. I'll just read a little of this because I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, bah, 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 bah. The best way to distinguish between tactical and strategic capabilities is that tactical nuclear weapons are the ones that would potentially aid in pursuing military advantage in a battle. Not particularly about the size of the weapon, but the what it's being used for to give you an advantage in a battle. A strategic weapon would be to win the war. Not that a nuclear war is winnable, but that is, broadly speaking, the distinction that they're drawing in The New Yorker by this person who spent their life studying this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it could be a pretty big bomb that would be used as a tactical nuke or something quite small. Uh, and how we would react to that would be completely different, you know, depending on whether it was the size that would take out a bridge and a couple hundred Ukrainian soldiers or something that's going to render a giant chunk of Ukraine uninhabitable for a thousand years. Right. Yeah. Uh, before we get to Joe Biden, man, I, 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 I've taken a lot on this from various thinkers and people who have made their lives studying this sort of thing just because I'm fascinated by it. Um, actually, was listening to Charles C.W. Cook of the National Review making the point yesterday. They were getting into the how would we respond to a nuke? Would we would we respond if they used a like a full nuke? Would we respond with a full nuke if they if Russia used a nuke in Ukraine? He said, I would like to remind you. That we are not at war. It would be irresponsible for the United States to escalate to nuclear war when we aren't at war. I thought that was an interesting point of view. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, what we're trying to do is to uh, continue the establishment of the world order that we have benefited from for so long. But it's a decent point. Do do Should we take the world to that next step when we are not at war? Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been doing a fair amount of reading and thinking about that, partly because it's a handful of our listeners are rather uh, uh, avidly, enthusiastically expressing the thought that we should not be involved in this. This is not our problem. We are risking a nuclear holocaust over something that's none of our business and or, you know, they might be sympathetic to some of Putin's arguments or, or what have you. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard in her statements yesterday, she wasn't very direct, but what she was saying was she doesn't support uh, what we're doing in Ukraine. 
Yeah, to, to be clear, the guy I was just quoting, he does not buy any of those Putin standing up for Christianity or fighting wokeism or any of that stuff. Putin is evil, mm-hmm. needs to go, should die today, need to win the war. He's just making the argument that it's not our place to escalate the world to nuclear war over a war we're not in. Right, right. Yeah, clearly, that's that's what's always interesting and complicated about proxy wars, going back to Korea or Vietnam or whatever. Um, when the uh, the superpowers uh, they they throw other armies at each other and try very hard to avoid any direct confrontation, even though it's just hiring somebody essentially to do what you don't dare do yourself. So it gets a little complicated. Well, but so what are your thoughts? I have many thoughts. Well, on many this conflicting per- thoughts on this particular topic, is it oh, is it moral for us or ethical or however you want to look at it to to escalate the planet because we're 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 Putin is too Putin in the United States toying with the entire future of humanity. Do we get involved in that for a war we're not actually in? We're not at war. I think it's an extremely difficult couple of equations to figure out. Um, we obviously are willing to push it to a certain extent. We being, I, I don't know, the United States government or our State Department or Department of Defense, those who decide these things. Um, and that's what a lot of people object to. It's this uh, elite who've made these decisions, and there wasn't a vote or anything like that. They just kind of decided and did it. Congress didn't declare proxy war or anything like that. Well, right. That's one of the reasons uh, that people that are into the Constitution and Congress playing a role is us being at war would require only Congress can declare war. Uh, And that would obviously uh, have uh, give us a voice. We, the voter, as opposed to just using a nuke to defend Ukraine is a decision that President Biden can make on his own. Right. And and uh, trust me when I say I have not arrived at a conclusion that I'm now trying to back up. I'm 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 just laying out some of the arguments and thoughts. Um it's possible that three people have decided we ought to do what we're doing. Now, Congress has repeatedly voted for funding. Uh so at least they're involved in that way. Um but in terms of driving the ship, is it the commander in chief? He's commanding our arms dealers, essentially, and our right. exports. Should should we give planes or the various m- missile systems to shoot down their planes, or how far should we go? You're right. It's a handful of people making those decisions. Well, in the Constitution, speaking of the Constitution, and it's rare people do, uh, the Constitution gives the president the right to conduct foreign policy, um, but... Making earth-shattering, humanity-ending decisions about a conflict between other parties? You know, that's a tough one. And and I, I absolutely am aware, as some of our emailers don't seem to be, that allowing wars of conquest on European soil at this point will end in nuclear holocaust. They absolutely will. Letting, uh, you know, just every strong man on Earth defy the uh, rules-based international order that's kept peace and prosperity for most of the Earth for now, you know, nigh on 50, 60, 70 years. Uh, just letting that go away, y'all seem to casually dismiss that in a way that I don't think is right. Right, which brings me to the other conversation that I took in yesterday. I think I was reading this, is there is no precedent for a country losing a war that has nuclear powers uh, like like Russia does. So Germany and Japan, they were devastated after World War II, 
and 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 didn't have the power to wage war. But Russia, they get their asses kicked, their military destroyed, everything else. He's still got the most nukes in the world, so he could he could re-engage the world the next day after he backs down, if he ever does back down. Yeah, my only argument against that thinking is that he will not lose in the conventional sense. They will not lose an inch of pre-2014 Russian territory. Uh, Their cities will not be leveled. There won't be a decapitation strike in the Kremlin, anything like that. So it it feels more like the U.S. quote-unquote losing in Vietnam than, you know, WW2 or something like that. He went on a foreign adventure, and it didn't go well. It did not go well. Is he rational or not? Came up last night. Is Putin rational or not? Not Joe Biden. Is Putin rational or not? Came up last night when Jake Tapper was interviewing the president, and a couple answers that were a little bit contradictory, probably worth taking a look at, since we are discussing the possibility of nuclear holocaust. We can get to that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armageddon, that's the word you used. How realistic is it, do you think, that Putin would use a tactical nuclear weapon? Well, I I don't think he will, but I think it's irresponsible for him to talk about it. The idea that a world leader of one of the largest nuclear powers in the world says he may use a tactical nuclear weapon in Ukraine, and the whole point I was making was it could lead to just a horrible outcome. Once you use a nuclear weapon... The mistakes that can be made, the miscalculations, who knows what would happen. Okay, so uh, he doesn't think Putin would use one. He thinks Putin is a rational actor. Um, And Jake Tapper went further with that on the interview last night on CNN. Do you think in any way discussing this type of thing publicly, openly, Putin's possible use of nuclear weapons might have the opposite effect of what you want? Well, no, I don't think so at all. I think, look, it was a, a, a directed... When I'm talking about, I'm talking to Putin. He, in fact, cannot continue with impunity to talk about the use of a tactical nuclear weapon as if that's a rational thing to do. The mistakes get made and the miscalculation could occur. No one can be sure what would happen and it could end in Armageddon. Uh, once again, bringing up Armageddon. I, I, I don't know that any of the this talk from our president is doing us any good. Wouldn't it be better to just have Putin wondering, having no idea, no inkling as to where Joe Biden's mind is on this whole thing. I don't think the I just I just don't see how it's helpful. Well, I think the behind the scenes being very specific is a good. Oh, idea. sure. I'm fine with that. But the, the public declarations are this or that. I don't, I don't know. Each, yeah, I don't each side as we're just reading this New Yorker article and talking about each side is trying to gauge the other side's willingness or tolerance for nuclear war. And, you know, it's it's a, a game of poker. There's a lot of bluffing going on. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe nobody's bluffing. But um, Well, yes, that, that's what I'm saying. If, if they've been as direct and specific as they claim to have been behind the scenes, then the public pronouncements don't do any good at all. Don't think it They're matters? Useless. No. And, well, and... Well, then who is it for? Us? 
I guess, well, yeah, it, it, I think it's good and proper that given the, uh, you know, the prospect of nuclear holocaust, which is a term we're throwing around so much. I was reminded earlier when we were talking about our beloved old newsman, Marshall Phillips, who would bring us so many studies about where fecal matter could be found. We just started to refer to it as FM just because it came up so frequently. Maybe we just have to start referring to NH for nuclear holocaust because it seems to be you know, brought up a lot. Uh, but anyway, eh, what, was, what was the point I was going to make? A nuclear holocaust. Oh, yeah, I think it's good and proper that the president should say, you know, to the American people where he thinks we are or are not. But I just I think this president in particular and this administration is just terrible in their messaging. They're rambling. They're disconnected. You got to, uh, the press secretary who's way over her head. She can't do the job at all. And so, yeah, him going on Jake Tapper and saying what he said, which I don't even remember what he said. It was so vacuous. We don't want that. The president, Putin shouldn't do it because nobody wants that. All right. Okay. Uh, well, so it remains to be seen. Um, uh, I think every, uh, I, just my own view of it is every day I think it gets more likely because he's desperate and I can't imagine how he's got any way out talking about uh, Putin, not Biden. Putin has no way out. And I think he's either going to have to have one of them uh, eat an S sandwich on the world stage mm, of yum. boy that was a bad idea destroyed my economy and my military oh well you win some you lose some or he uh he fights back with a nuke but that's enough of that for now well here's here's a note uh that we got and it represents quite a few notes that we've gotten uh joe getty has a saying even though it's one of my favorites at the moment i can't remember how exactly how it goes it's something like ideology trumps logic well, yeah, I would. Yeah, ideology beats intelligence and logic all the time. People are willing to put aside what is plainly true if it serves their ideology. Uh, Dean writes, uh, you guys are two of my favorite people that I don't actually know, so I'm going to show you some tough love. You have let the war in Ukraine turn you into blind ideologues. Uh, I have not, Dean, but I'll read on. Uh, the fact Maybe that you I have. Listen- I don't know. Uh, the, the, yeah, oh, yeah, I was just defending myself, not you. Absolutely, you're indefensible. I'm, I might be a blind ideologue. I don't know what my ideology is, though. The fact that you could listen to Tulsi Gabbard's statements about leaving the Democratic Party and hear, quote, hinting at support for Putin, close quote, is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Um, I'll address that, first of all. There is absolutely an undercurrent of support for Putin on the right in America. Uh, for the culture war reasons and for more complicated reasons we discussed a few days ago, uh, the current liberal world order needs to be shoved aside to usher in the new era. Um, and there's a certain amount of thinking on the right and the left that that needs to happen. So they want the liberal world order to fail in Ukraine. But anyway, that's it's a, that's a thumbnail sketch of a fairly complicated thought. Um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard has a history of coming down in favor of withdrawing American power when it opposes Vladimir Putin, like in Syria, which I found odd at the time when she went and, went and met with Assad and said things that I thought were just odd. So anyway, uh, that's not a thorough uh, backing up of why I said that, but it's a fairly good one. Blah blah blah. Uh, those of us who don't want U.S. taxpayer funding war in Ukraine are not Putin apologists. We simply know that the USA is well over $30 trillion in debt. Not only should we be reigning in the military-industrial complex, but we can't afford to pour money and arms into Ukraine. Add to that uh, the fact that both principal combatants in the conflict are corrupt s-holes, and you can see why many of us want no part supporting either side. All right, there's a little more to this, and I want to get into it, and we'll do it after the break. Uh, because it is, 
absolutely worth considering alternate opinions when you're talking about gigantic moves of foreign policy. Yeah, and I do have an ideology on this, I think, uh, based on that. So, yeah. Uh, If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. A lot of different stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, uh, Amazon kicked off their second Prime Day event of the year. Uh, For Prime Day, I saw Amazon was offering discounts on DNA test kits. It's for people who want to know who their father is, but not enough to pay full price. (laughs) Amazon's also offering uh, huge deals on Pelotons or 
or you can wait three months and get the company for free. Wow. They, they also have deals on smartwatches, cocktail shakers, and knife sets. So it's a great day to save if you're James Bond. That first joke is really funny. I'd love to know who my father is, the family lineage, my heritage, but not enough to pay full price. You know, I did the 23andMe thing um, and was really interested with the results, and they rang true with family lore, so I, I believed them to be accurate. Also found out that I am substantially a Neanderthal, uh, which doesn't you know, surprise people who know me, but um, uh, I would like to take it again and oh. see if they get the same results. How often do people do it twice? I've heard stories. Yeah, interesting. I should try. Little, I can't believe I haven't done it yet. Apply a little scientific method to that alleged scientific method. Here's a joke to get us back into the conversation we were having before about Armageddon and Nuclear Armageddon? You got a joke? It's a a Nuke Nuke joke. Nuke Nuke, who's there? Just us cockroaches. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. That joke might be 70 years old. Child. The new general... You you don't get that sort of thing on Face the Nation. (laughs) (laughs) The new general that uh, Putin appointed is known as General Armageddon. That's that's not a good name for de-escalation. I I feel like that's not a good name for a general for de-escalation. I was just reading this piece in The New Yorker that's pretty good, and I ought to nail down who this person is that wrote it. There's some sort of expert in nuclear standoffs and whatnot. Um... Uh, but one of the quotes from the New Yorker article is, I think we are potentially looking down the barrel of a return to Cold War style nuclear dynamics in the sense that the salience of nuclear weapons to our day to day lives is going to grow substantially. So it certainly has over the recent months. I mean, it hadn't been on anybody's radar for a long time. Now it's on, you know, it should be on everybody's radar. And then if he uses one, there's just, even if it's, even if it doesn't do much, it's just like it's breaking the seal. You know how it is on like, yeah, on like, uh, I would never do this or that. But the first time you do this or that, all of a sudden it's easier to do this or that from here on out. It's just the way human nature works. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, uh, you know, just as a reminder, you have Iran working as hard and as fast as they can to get nukes and Israel vowing they won't. And Kim Jong-un lobbing missiles about to and fro and openly declaring, hey, we can stick a nuclear warhead on any of these, by the way. Meanwhile, in South Korea, they're like, what's 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 your problem? What are you doing? We're just sitting down here conducting, you know, business and feeding our people quite successfully. You got to be a bully all the time. What a weird little country. Nuke, nuke. Who's there? Just as cockroaches. Mm. That's the joke. Chilling. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so back to the discussion uh, going off this email from Dean about um, uh, not wanting. uh, He stands in opposition to knee-jerk support of our efforts to arm the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. I think that would be a fair assessment. And, And just before we get into the specifics of it, If history teaches us anything, it's that we ought to listen to the voices of dissent and make sure they don't have a great point before going forward. No, no. Whether it would remember the group think of the Iraq war, a famous example, not too terribly long ago. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and just the, the 
awfulness of so much of what we did in Afghanistan, which, which was shaped by nobody wanting to tell their superiors the truth. At least not the whole truth. So uh, anyway, I, I'm more than happy to take on dissenters. And, and if somebody just wants to pump the brakes on this as we head toward well, the closest brush with nuclear holocaust since 1962, you know, just knee-jerk saying, well, you're a Putin supporter. That's not, that's not smart. And it's not fair. Now, some of them might be, um, but, uh, you know, again, trying to be fair. So let's see, uh, reading on with Dean. Uh, What he said was we're $30 trillion in debt, and we're pouring billions and billions of dollars into this. And the new military-industrial complex is thrilled about it. We can't afford it. Uh, Absolutely a good argument to be having, Dean. Uh, Now, I would suggest we could easily find that much money being wasted in other corners of the government. The problem is nobody even goes to the uh, effort of doing that. Yeah, my main response to that would be if the world order falls apart, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than $17 billion. Yeah, yeah. And that's the argument that nobody seems to want to address. And perhaps Dean or one of his ideological brethren would like to hit us with an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If we start allowing wars of conquest, particularly in the Western world, and I realize Russia kind of straddles the Eastern Western worlds, but if if all of a sudden that sort of thing becomes okay, we're going to have nothing but military expenditures for the next 150 years, or certainly the next 50. Or if China decides, okay, I guess she can take other countries and takes Taiwan and then controls that whole shipping area of the world, that is going to cost... Grabs a handful of of, uh, Japanese islands, of Filipino territories that it's making claims on. That's going to cost our economy more than the $17 we're invested so far in Ukraine. Yeah, so anyway, feel free to address that argument if you would like. Uh, Add to that, both uh, principal combatants in the conflict are corrupt s-holes, and you can see why many of us want no part in supporting either side. If you think Ukraine is some bastion of democracy, then you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on there since the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, You know, I have some uh, knowledge of that topic, Dean, um, and I would respond this way. Uh, Corruption is a huge and ongoing problem in all of the former Soviet republics. And some are doing a much better job than others in rooting it out and turning into responsible uh, nations in the community of nations. Ukraine was making huge moves in the direction of good. Volodymyr Zelensky's government is a reform government. He wouldn't allow anybody who'd served in government before to serve uh, anywhere in his inner circle. His party wouldn't. They wanted a complete fresh start to root out the corruption. To what extent they've been successful or not, different people would say different things. But they were unquestionably moving toward being a responsible uh, member of the community of nations. Uh, Let's see. The, the, The... Uh, anyway, thanks for the opportunity to express dissent. As frustrating it is as it is to hear you talk about Ukraine, I still love the show. Listen to the podcast every day. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate yeah, it. And, nice and again, bring your arguments, folks. Bring, bring them respectfully if you can. Um, but again, pumping the brakes, nothing wrong with that. Uh, coming up, among other things, what uh, should be or are the biggest topics for voters in America right now. An interesting look at the way polling works or the coverage of polling works and how you can be misled. For instance, as if you're... Which const- polls? All of them. Okay. 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 For instance, if you're constantly hearing that abortion is top of mind for voters, eh, 
Is it? We'll uh, take a look at those numbers. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, more on the Tulsi Gabbard ditching the Democratic Party thing that's getting a fair amount of attention. We'll reset the L.A. City Council madness with various uh, charges of racism and, and, and such. I'm getting the uh, the new Apple Watch Ultra today. Picking it up. Look at you. Because I uh, scuba dive and fight bears. One presenter. Regularly. Anyway, so I go to the Apple store yesterday. I saw on uh, the app that they had one in stock, miraculously. And so I went there, and uh, <laughs> this is where we are uh, in terms of worker shortage all across America. And every, geez, every store I go to, it seems like, whether it's auto parts or a restaurant or wherever, they're struggling because they don't have enough workers. What, what, what a weird situation we're in. Uh, but so I'm at the Apple store. I, I got to guess they pay pretty well there, I would think. Oh, anyway, I would assume so, yeah. Anyway, I do the whole thing. You check in and everything like that, and I'm going to get to something. said, here's the problem. We're so short-staffed, and this is at 11 o'clock in the morning. It, it, we can't get anybody to uh, get that for you till 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like in the, the next room. It's back there in that room, right? And I'm yeah. willing to pay $800 for one of your products. Like, I'm committed to it, so I would think uh, it'd be worth you. To somebody. Ah, we'd to love what? to help you. Really would. But uh, it's over there, and I don't have time to go over there. Right. Right. What sort of... And that, and part of it Part of it is being short on workers. Part of it is, you know, central planning, in which you got... If you've ever been to the Apple store, and restaurants do this, lots of things, they, 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 got, they got an iPad or something with all kinds of different information on it, and nobody, nobody can go against what the iPad says. The iPad says we... Even though it makes no sense whatsoever to not... Just, <laughs> just, just walk back there and grab it and hand it to me. <laughs> wow. People of like every era of history would hear that story and think, how can that be? That's impossible. I know. Diff- different version of, well, different version, but it drives me nuts. I went to a restaurant the other day. Where were we? I don't remember. Where we were. Maybe it was IHOP. But anyway, there was nobody in there. Literally, literally nobody eating in the restaurant when we walked in. Uh, it was Henry and I. And uh, they sit us down in a booth, and then two more people come in, total of four people the entire time there, and they set them right next to us in an entire empty restaurant. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. what? What? I don't want to hear their conversation. I don't want them to hear my conversation. The, the entire restaurant, why are we all, why are the four of us sitting in together, practically on top of each other? For the convenience of the few workers that they have. Because they're told that's the way they're supposed to sit people, I guess. And nobody thinks, yeah, yeah I'm not going to make like. these people sit right next to each other. I don't know. That sort of thing drives me nuts. Boy, the idea that you would have that experience in the Apple store. I mean, I'm picturing like a hundred other businesses. You go into a tire store. You say, yeah, I need a couple of those tires. Sir, we don't have any time to give you tires. <laughs> We're so, no, no, no tires. No tires today. <laughs> so I we made could, I made an appointment for 11 o'clock today. After we get off the air, I'll go over there to the mall and. Get my watch that they could have handed to me yesterday. I mean, you talk about a one percenter problem. I mean, I didn't. I did not get worked up about it. I just thought it was amusingly stupid. Steve you know, maybe Jobs I should go to, Yeah, Steve Jobs would not be happy with that. I got to believe. Oh. Today oh, it'll be. No. I'm sorry, sir. We have nobody here to check you in. <laughs> yeah, please come back yeah. tomorrow. We got the watch nice. out of the back room and brought it to the counter, but there's nobody to hand it to you from the counter. So I'm afraid not until six o'clock next Tuesday. <laughs> Steve Jobs' turtleneck would melt with anger. <laughs> Please. What issue is actually on people's mind versus what we're told the issues are on our minds? 
among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm surprised this hasn't happened already, not that I want it. Here we go. In this electric car, a lead foot can only get you so far. It's equipped with intelligent speed assistance. That means the car knows the speed limit here is 20 miles per hour, and it won't let you go above it. 
So I'm pressing the pedal, but you see actually the number's going down. Driving me is New York City Deputy Mayor Mira Joshi. The city is the first in the U.S. to try speed limiter technology in 50 of its fleet vehicles. We need to be at the forefront. There's no reason today with so much technology and so much awareness that anybody should die at the hands of an automobile. Federal data shows more than 20,000 deaths on our roads in the first half of this year. It is one reason why, in its latest safety recommendation, the National Transportation Safety Board is calling on the federal government to start incentivizing car makers to put speed limiter systems in new cars. We have to remember these aren't just numbers. These are people who have lost their lives. New York's speed limiter program works through something called telematics. Stored data on local speed limits is cross-referenced with a car's GPS position. Software in New York's cars gives the driver an alarm yeah, there's oh. or simply just cuts off the accelerator when you reach the speed limit. It's called a dead pedal. This system does have an override. If you press this button, you can accelerate beyond the speed limit for 15 seconds in case you need to merge or speed up to meet the flow of traffic. Well, my first comment is that uh, clearly my uh, offshoot band from the dead flowers has got to be the dead petals, right? So I think it's inevitable. I'm trying not to go insane in the latter third of my life. By not liking <laughs> things that are changing, but I think it is inevitable. Um, Trying not to go insane is really a good goal. <laughs> I support you in that. Uh, everything has gotten worse has been my motto for quite some time now, which I guess this happens with age. I feel like everything is worse than it used to be. Maybe, uh, maybe medical care is better. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, the technology, the if technology. you can get it. Yeah. yeah, the medicine, the, now that's not even accurate, but the technology, the opportunity is, anyway, I don't get off on track on that, but um, I know when I got my Tesla, it, it, the fact that it shows the speed limit wherever I am on one part of the screen and tells me when I'm going over it, I thought, it's just a matter of time. If, if that technology already exists, that it knows what the speed limit is on every street I'm at, it's just a matter of time before the car won't let me go beyond that. Sure, yeah, fleet cars, rental cars have had that sort of technology for a while. They'll inform on you, and it's a small step to, how about we just don't let you do anything we don't want? First of all, 20-some thousand deaths, from, from given the number of miles we drive, is really shockingly low compared to what it used to be. But that aside, I don't have a good argument, I don't think, maybe you do, I don't have a good argument why for why I should be able to drive way faster than the speed limit. Uh, you know, freedom, but I don't have a good argument for it. Yeah, wow. I, I I wonder whether we ought to appeal to a higher authority, Tim Sandifer or somebody like that, who's uh, not a half-wit but a full-wit. Uh, the, the only thing that pops into my mind is that in a, a free society, a free market-type society, a society of self-governance, you have incentives and disincentives for the sort of behavior society is looking for, and that creates a person who's very different than the person who complies constantly because they must, because they're being controlled. I just think there's something deadening to the human spirit about that. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah, it deadens my spirit, the idea that I'll never, ever drive a car or a motorcycle 100 miles an hour again in my life because the government doesn't let me, um, just deadens my spirit. But I don't have, like, a good argument for why I should be able to do that, since it's dangerous. 
and uh, and everything else. But yeah, this um, is a really interesting topic. I mean, because I can't control the speed on an airplane that I'm on or on a train or whatever. I figure, okay, it's going to get here to when it's going to get there. I see the schedule. We're on schedule. Okay, fine. Uh, I think it's inevitable. I guarantee you, my my son's going to hate hearing this because he's gone for a few rides in my Tesla at a fairly rapid rate. Um, uh, he's bad parenting. My my son's going to grow up. Thinking, you know, my, my grandpa, his, his kid will say, Grandpa, he could go out on a highway and drive as fast as he wanted. Really? Wow, that sounds crazy. What a dangerous world he must have lived in. As they're floating in their uh, body temperature ooze, staring at the metaverse. <laughs> uh, wondering at the fact that people used to get out on the open road of the car and go anywhere they wanted without the government knowing where they were, because that's the other part of it, is being able to keep track of everywhere you go all the time, at what speed and everything like that. Yeah, I could just I could have just been out in Montana driving a car. Nobody knew I was where I was but me, going whatever speed I wanted if there was no traffic around. That sounds be like over. freedom to me. It yeah. does sound like freedom, but I can't like make the solid argument. What about emergency well, I'm... situations? Emergency like where you have situations. to get away from somebody like, you know, a bad guy or something, you gotta get out. I gotta get away from well, a bad how often does that happen in your life? Oh, I'm constantly fleeing bad guys myself. Uh, of course, I am a superhero. Um, well, Michael, presumably you and the bad guy will be f- somebody fleeing from somebody else, both at a carefully controlled speed. Right. Although something tells me the bad guy might ignore the laws and, and take the governor off their uh, car if they can. I don't and want- yes, Rush fans, I am more than aware that the Rush song, The Red Barchetta, is about this very subject. I will save you the trouble of emailing. It's a fabulous song. Listen to it. It makes me incredibly sad. For, I can't even quite figure out why. It's like you said, it deadens the soul. It's just, It seems so unfree to not be able to drive wherever I want at, you know, not whatever speed I want, because that would be crazy. There are, I'm, I'm Certainly not, against, not in traffic, right? I'm not against speed limits. But I grew up in rural America. You're out on a country road. There's nobody for miles. 30 miles per hour. Putt, 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 putt. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen. I, I I bet you any money. If you miss an hour of this show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today. 
by visiting musicgives.org.